Good morning, Bear It All podcast listeners. We're tuning in for another round of Bearing It All with Mum and I, Tracy Meacham and myself. And this is where we just get to literally talk about what's what's on our hearts, what's on our minds. We literally do bear it all. So thank you for joining in and listening. We absolutely love that you're here and we love to hear how you're finding the podcast. So keep that coming through as well. So this morning we, it's morning where we are. Um, it's, we're going to talk about a heart following on from last week, which we talked more about like having conversations and speaking and talking about the elephant in the room. We are going to talk today about having the hard conversations. So what the difference in that means is when you know that there's something that you need to say to somebody, you need to raise, it's a really potent thing, but you're really afraid of how this is going to go down. You're afraid of their response, their reactions, and you're kind of almost preparing yourself for a fallout because you're preparing yourself for there to be a disagreement or an argument. And so then most of the time we avoid this situation. But we're going to talk about how you can approach these conversations and have the actual hard conversations. So good morning, Mama. Where would you like to go with this topic? (laughs) Yes, having the hard conversations. And, you know, it's as you were saying, it's sort of it's one that we avoid or we know that we need to have or that it keeps coming up or we keep, you know, it keeps coming back to us more and more that we need to deal with this situation and the way that we need to deal with it is to face it front on, you know, to look at it for ourselves first, you know, really work out what what's going on for us and then what in the best way possible can we bring it to that other person that there's an issue going on here that we may not be wanting to face but we know that because it continues to rear its head we need to you know nip it in the bud and talk to them about it you know maybe just be an irritation or you know something that's bothered you know that keeps they keep irritating us and it's they may may not even realize that they're doing something but for us it's quite a problem quite problematic something that you know we can't leave alone and I guess it comes down to having that awareness for ourselves you know coming back to figuring it out for ourselves what it actually is what it actually what the actual thing is or what the actual deal or problem is and then being able to I was going to say have the guts but you know have have the because we, no one likes it. You know, no one wants to have to bring up something with their partner or their workplace or their boss or their friend or, you know, colleague. No one wants to bring up the stuff or the hard things or, as you said last week, the elephant in the room that's constantly being shown to us. No one wants to do that. And it's, it's not easy to do that. But once we've recognized that Yep, this is a real problem and this is a reoccurring problem 
that we really need to to deal with it. Mm. And what has been your experience with dealing with it? Mm. Like um, maybe we could share, maybe you could share like how you used to deal with it or maybe still do sometimes mm. when it doesn't work as smoothly as opposed to, you know, how you can, I guess we have to take into consideration as well. There is another person. There is another mm-hmm. person involved. So we can't always, we could say everything absolutely the best way in, you know, the softest tone with the most open heart and deliver it with just such compassion. And there's another person at the end. So their response is their responsibility, really. But I guess we have to be responsible for how we are starting the conversations and going into it and not just throwing it out there. And I used to do that a lot. Be like, well, this is a hard conversation. No one's going to talk about it. So I'm going to talk about it. And here it is. I used to just throw it out there and I didn't really care or I didn't really think about how that could impact anyone else or the skillfulness of saying it in a certain way, delivering it in a certain way to elicit an actual beautiful hard conversation rather than a reaction and fight. So do you reckon you could pull on some things like how you used to do it and skills that you've learnt? Yeah, sure. So for me, it's all I've been very much a person who has been quite shut down and and would rather – brush it under the carpet and just move on and knowing tomorrow is going to be a better day and and not really dealing with things for myself. And I think that's come down to not really taking the time for myself to sit with. And as I've said in another podcast, take some time away even to work out what's actually the problem, what's actually causing me to shut down or feel unhappy or sad or emotional, you know, when the emotions start rising, what's what's actually the cause? And it's not that we go we work out the cause and then we have to go and blame somebody or find somebody to, you know, to push it all onto. It's it's not like that. It's like bringing it to because we're allowed to. We're allowed to have these they they're there for a reason. They're there to show us that there's some incongruence you know, something that's not quite working out for us. It's not a weakness. It's not something that we need to be ashamed of and move away from. It's there for a reason. It's there to show us that something's not right and mm. are we okay for it to continue? Mm. And and we continue until there's a blow-up. Like we continue until we can push it down, push it down, you know, push it under the carpet as much as you like until it's not okay. And then generally in my experience that leads to a blow up and that leads to a fraction, you know, a fra- and I'm, I guess I'm mostly talking about my own, my own marriage, my own personal relationship that, you know, to ends up being a blow up where, you know, there's a lot of nasty things are said, you know, it's not, it doesn't come out the way that you would want it to come out and it's not communicated effectively. So, yeah, what, what, what my experience is now is that, you know, I'm, I'm much more tuned in to my emotions 
what's going on why why am i feeling like that why am i why is that you know bringing me to tears or making me feel you know unworthy all these emotions that that come up and and stories that i tell myself that you know i now look at a bit more closely and really examine well, what's going on because they're not there for no reason and i think we can think that you know we shouldn't have them or that we you know know better than this or that there's a weakness in us and I, i'm i'm i don't it's my belief that that's not that's not the that's not the case and that's not the truth mm, and, and like just as you're saying that i'm thinking i sometimes will compare myself to say for an intimate relationship or even a friendship actually even family i compare myself to other women who are cruisier you know who won't say anything and I look at them and they're like oh they're they're so much easier to be a a friend to they're so much easier to be in a relationship with they're so much easier to be a sister or daughter to because they don't you don't have so much hardness or you don't really have to look at things with them they're just easy to be around and sometimes I compare myself to that and think oh I feel sorry for the people around me because they have to put up with that. But I also can see in the other breath, I also can see that it's actually the biggest freedom, the biggest gift. Yes, it's, you know, it's, it's challenging than just putting through life and everyone being all happy and all good because I know that underneath all that is actually deep disconnection and sadness. So to actually feel connected and be intimate in my relationships with family and friends, I need to have the hard conversations. And I think I talk mostly about relationships. I was sitting and reflecting on this as you were talking as well, Mum. I talk a lot about relationships because for some reason I've given myself permission to be and have the hard conversations in intimate relationships because I really want it to be you know, such an intimate connection. Like it's really important for me in my intimate relationship my with my partner to be understood and feel connected and all of this stuff. So I need to be my true self. I need to show all my colours. Whereas I can see that with friendship, I'm I'm not as good at giving myself permission to be my full spectrum and speak up if things are not like I'll speak up now in my intimate relationship he'll tell you oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) he feels like he's got it the hardest out of everyone that he sees with friends and he's like oh I cop it and they don't (laughs) (laughs) but I also see like I try and explain that that's because you you are close to me and you have my heart and these I don't fully let them in because I'm not fully willing at this stage to always have the hard conversations because I'm scared of rejection. I'm scared of losing the friendships. But with intimate relationships, it's so important for me to have that connection. So that's what I guess I see also. Maybe that's like another correlation is having the hard conversations leads to more intimacy. It leads to Mm -hmm. being closer to somebody. So it's who am I choosing and wanting to feel that closeness to and that for me is my family and my partner and working on friendships yeah so did you want to say something on that 
Yeah, I do. I, I think I think you're right. I think it's so much it's easier to have a friendship or have a relationship with someone where they're very predictable. You know, there's nothing hiding, lurking, that everything's you know out on the table and and you're you're a predictable person whereas I don't feel I was very predictable before like you know I think my husband would say oh he would never know when I was going to you know explode or there was going to be a blow up or he didn't you know he was like walking on eggshell you know like he didn't know Um, whereas I feel like now he's much more clued in you know Mm. because I'm now much more able to vocalize and so you know it's like he knows he knows the where the parameters are and you know I'm, I'm going to say boundaries you know he knows he mm. I'm much more a predictable person now so that's much more easier to live with and I think we can do that with friendships too you know it's like if we're keeping all this you know things that we're not happy with or that it doesn't feel you know easeful and that's a hard that's a hard friendship to have that's a hard mm. relationship to have you know there's there's not that predictability about it yeah yeah I so hear that that yeah it is harder because I feel like both parties need to lean in and choose that relationship choose that form of relationship choose mm. that form of connection I can see I was just thinking to myself I see these women around social media, I mean, around Sunshine Coast, and they appear to have the hard conversations with each other, but they're all committed to having that because they want their friendships to have that level of intimacy and connection together. But if you don't, if you have one party that doesn't want to have the hard conversations, like my partner, he never had these hard conversations before dating me. So it's been a learning curve for him to be like, wow, do we really have to talk about everything? Like, wow, can we not just pretend like the elephant's not in the room? Like, I'm really good at that. But through doing the hard conversations over and over and over and over and over again, he's never experienced this level of intimacy and connection and depth in a, in, and love in a, in a relationship. And he's, you know, been married and had that whole life before. So I can see that in friendships as well, but it's got to be both parties also choosing that, also seeing benefit and value in that. So I was thinking actually just as we're nearing to the end of just um, one really good way I can think of on the top of my head is um, Julie Tanner, who has been a lady who I've learned from, we both have learned from, is when you ask, when you're choosing to have, you know that something's, like stirring inside of you, you can either choose to push it down even further and ignore it or go and talk to everybody else about it but the person or you can choose to raise it, raise it for yourself and raise it to the other person. The choosing of doing that sets us to not react and it sets us up to like when we choose to do it, we get to choose how we do it. We get to choose. It's like we're coming from a place of awareness and we are coming kind of on the forefront. So we need to also take into consideration that the person who we're going to be talking to has no idea probably. And so they can feel like they're going to take a step back and be like, whoa, like on the defense a little bit. So we need to be really mindful of how we're actually stepping forward and, and starting the conversation. 
And a really good way is also just checking in with them and saying, hey, I just really need to have this conversation with you. It's just something that's been on my mind. And I just really want to talk to you about it because I want to clear the air. I don't want to hold on to this. I don't want this to come up in our next argument or whatever. I want to clear the air. So when would be a good time for you for us to have this conversation? Or what do you need from me in order for you to give me this time and have this conversation that I need, I need your presence. I need your time. I need your attention too. When we're giving them the invitation to it, they kind of already know to expect to sit down and have a hard conversation or sit down and, you know, we're framing it up. This isn't just a, Hey, I'm going to have this conversation while I'm chopping the carrots in the kitchen and you're in the background and I'm just going to pull it out and throw it at you that how dare you say that to me or I'm really upset by that while I'm chopping the carrots. It's going to be a conversation where you really need them and you really need their presence. So framing it up first and then always coming from the I feel. So when we start the conversation or when we talk and in conversation and say you did this and you did this and this made me feel, you made me feel like this, it's like really attacking. And so no wonder why our beloveds, friendships, family members will go on the defense and be like, whoa, wait a second. You're going to throw all of this at me. This is all of my responsibility. So when we take ownership and responsibility, like, so for example, mom, I could say to you, hey, mom, Oh, I just really need to talk to you about something. Is now a good time? You say yes. Then I'll be like, okay, I just really want to talk to you because the other day when we had a discussion over the phone, I just really felt like you weren't really listening to me. And just by the way that you broached this subject or talked over, I felt like you were talking over me and I know you were just so passionate to say what you want to say. But, yeah, that's how it made me feel. I felt like my voice wasn't heard and, yeah, it really upset me. And then also giving them the time to respond as well. Do you want to jump in anything there? Do you think there's oh, anything beautiful. to add? beautiful. I love it. I love that there's an invitation, there's an intention as well. You know, that's the intention is to do no harm to have our, our voice heard or have our concerns or what's bothering us heard in a respectful way. And, and yeah, I think I also have a bit of a setup that, you know, it's very similar to you. It's like setting it up so that the outcome doesn't put the other person on the back foot and doesn't make them feel, you know, attacked or that we're blaming them, you know, so that we get an, a good outcome, you know, that brings us more connection and, you know, more love to our relationship. And it's similar to what you said. It's like, you know, setting up a time, when can we? And then, you know, when it comes to the conversation, as you said, talking in, in not saying you, but talking in the first person, which is I, you know, I'm feeling unheard or unloved or I'm feeling, you know, not worthy or what, whatever the, whatever you're feeling, it needs to be expressed to that person. And yeah, and also setting it up so that, that you get the opportunity to talk, that they're not interrupting you. So it's, 
you know, if if they do start interrupting you, say, look, I just need to continue finish to finish what I've, you know, what I've got to say, uh, and then you'll get an opportunity to speak, you know, once mm. I've once I've finished speaking, because I think that's the they th- they feel like that they're, they're not going to get heard, that we're just going to dump all this stuff on them and they're not going to be able to defend themselves or have an opportunity to speak. So just, you know, reassuring them that they will get an opportunity to speak, but you, it's really important that you get heard in this moment and then just say what you need, feel you need to say, then give them an opportunity. And you also show the respect of not interrupting them and not trying yeah. to defend yourself as well. Yeah. And I think at the end it's beautiful to say, like, thank you for listening to me. Mm. You know, having you probably will organically, naturally feel like that, but you'll probably or feel naturally closer to them because you've just had this mm. respect for each other and being able to have a hard conversation without maybe the way you normally go about it, like arguing or getting upset or and now you kind of have evidence for yourself, oh, I can do this. We can have hard conversations without it lasting. Turning into a battle. Not talking. Yeah, battle. That's that's such a good term. So also Mm -hmm. saying like thank you for listening to me because we we all want to feel heard, Mm -hmm. both parties. So it's honourable to listen and it's, yeah, it always feels so good to be heard. So yeah, hopefully you've gained a few tips from this one to have hard conversations. When we have the tools, it's easier to open up and to go there. So just keep practicing. We, when we're learning new skills, we can be clumsy. We can, you know, and it's also about giving, taking each other off the hook and not expecting perfection. We're all human and yeah, just love yourself through, through this process and learning this. So by the time you hear this, when this podcast is out, I just want to mention I'm going to be up in Cairns at a wild woman's bush camp, offline, doing my thing, whatever that will be. I have no idea. So the next podcast, will you'll just be hearing from Mama. So mm-hmm. that'll be exciting. She'll have a solo one. Mm-hmm. So tune in for that one because that will be amazing. And we look forward to hearing from you. Please keep listening and let us know what you're loving. Thank Bye, you, guys. beautiful. Thanks, Thank Mama. You. Bye-bye. Bye. Until next week. Bye. Thanks for listening today. We would love for you to share this episode with a friend or someone who you know needs to hear it. Till next week, stay open, stay curious, and show up for what's important. Lots of love.